So listen, we're gonna go, we're gonna go straight into the word of God. We're gonna go straight into the word of God. There is a word from the Lord uh, that I'm excited to give to you. So what I want you to do is I want you to um, I want you to find uh, in your Bible, uh, whatever method you're using, uh, tap or turn, whatever you need to do, uh, the 56th division of Psalm. Psalms 56. Psalms 56. And if you if you don't have it, if you can't read the Bible in and the, the screen at the same time, uh, we'll put it on the screen for you. But Psalms 56. We'll be reading this morning from the Good News Translation. We'll be reading from the Good News Translation. And it reads this way. You know how troubled I am. You have kept a record of my tears. Aren't they listed in your book? The day I call you, my enemies will be turned back. I know this. God is on my side. The Lord whose promises I praise, in him I trust, and I will not be afraid. What can a mere human being do to me? Oh God, I will offer you what I have promised. I will give you my offering of thanksgiving because you have rescued me from death and kept me from defeat. And so I will walk in the presence of God in, in light, in the light that shines on the living. For our time together, I want to talk to you from this point. Message today is God is in control. God is in control. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for another opportunity to go into your word, another opportunity to draw closer to you. Now, God, we just ask that you would allow that your word fill us. Let us not just be hearers, but doers also. And God, make us better even now for our time together. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus name. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray that everyone where you are say amen. Amen. God is in control. God is in control. So, so last week, last week we had a discussion, um, and that discussion centered around the thought that trouble won't last. Uh, trouble won't last. Now, um, I'm very confident and very secure that trouble won't last because I know that God is in control. Now, listen, I, I, know, I know every day, every week, uh, we, we get new information. We get new updates. We, we're hearing uh, the reports of more uh, confirmed corona cases. We're hearing the reports of, of more confirmed deaths. We're seeing uh, people uh, act irresponsibly uh, as, we try to, as we try to ease back into uh, this our new normal. Uh, but, but regardless of any of that, I want to encourage you today that God is in control. Uh, there is no way around it. There's no way above it. There's no way under it. There's no way through it. The only thing is to know that God is in control. And this particular passage of scripture reiterates that thought and reiterates that fact that God is, in fact, in control. Uh, David writes the 56th Psalm uh, during a moment uh, or during a time period or time frame of distress in his own life. 
As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, David writes this psalm while he's in Philistine captivity. Yeah, yeah, y'all heard me correct. David writes this psalm at, while he's in Philistine captivity. For, for those of you who read your Bibles, you understand the significance of the fact that David writes this psalm as he's in Philistine captivity. Because, yes, uh, uh, David, this is the same David that killed the Philistine giant Goliath. This is the same David that as a little boy steps in front of a giant who had been who had been a warrior since his youth. And he steps in front of this giant and he he doesn't go in front of the giant with a sword. He doesn't go in front of the giant with a shield. He doesn't go with a javelin. He doesn't go uh, uh, with any of these things. David faces uh, the Philistine giant with simply a slingshot and five smooth stones. And here's the thing. David picked up five stones, but he only needed one to defeat the Philistine giant. And now we see here in Psalm 56 that the same group of people that David was able to see victory over when he was just a boy are now the same group of people that now have David in captivity. So David had victory in one place, in one area of his life, and then finds himself being held captive by the same thing in another area of of his life. Some of y'all can relate to David's plight right now because because you keep seem to keep going through the same issues over and over again and you thought it was over because you got victory in it before and then lo and behold years later years down the line you see yourself going through this same type of problem you see yourself dealing with this same type of issue and no it's not the exact same circumstance but it's in the same category well I came to tell you that even though you might be facing an old giant today that God is still in control Yeah, that's enough to give him praise for is to know that even when things from your past seem to creep up on you in your present and seem to have some sort of effect on your future, you can take uh, heed and and be encouraged in the fact that God is still in control. That is a blessing to me if it ain't to y'all because there are some times in my life where I think I've gotten to a place where I've gotten past certain things. There's some times in my life where I feel like I've gotten to a place where I've gotten past certain people. There's some times in my life where I I think I've gotten to a place where I've gotten past certain places and somehow one way or another them old things seem to creep back back up on me seem to creep back into my life but I can encourage myself in the Lord because regardless of if those things seem to sneak up on me again I can still be encouraged in the fact that God is in control. So David writes the 56th Psalm and David starts off the psalm asking God for mercy. This is a prayer to God because he trusts God. He trusts God enough that he understands that if I can just talk to my father, that I can change my circumstances. If I can just have a a simple conversation with the creator, I can change my current circumstances. So David starts off the 56th Psalm. He says, be merciful to me, O God, because I am under attack. He says, I'm, I'm under attack from some things from my past. I'm under attack from some people from my past. But God, I need you to be merciful to me. I don't care about what they're doing. I don't care about what they're saying. God, I need you to be merciful to me. Because as long as your grace and your mercy follow me, I know that I'll be all right. David says, I need you. 
to be merciful to me because I'm under attack. He says, my enemies persecute me all the time. I'm always under attack. All day long, my opponents attack me. There are so many who fight against me. David says, right now, I'm getting jumped in this thing called life. Every time I turn around, something else is sneaking up on me. Every time I turn around, something else and somebody else is hitting me upside my head. This thing is getting crazy, God. God, I need you. I need you to have mercy on me because every time I turn around, there's somebody different. There's something different. There's someplace different. Every single time I turn around, God, there's something coming up in my life. He says, he says, but when I am afraid, oh, Lord Almighty, I put my trust in you. He says, he says, anytime life seems to be getting the best of me, all I need to do is put my trust in you. Even though life seems to have got me down, God, I still put my trust in you. Some of y'all going through some stuff right now and you need to take a page out of David's book and you need to say, God, I, I, I might be scared. I might got a little fear. I, I might got a little apprehension. I might have a little uncertainty and unclarity but God even in these moments I put my trust in you David says I trust in God and I'm not afraid he says I might have been scared to begin with but because of my relationship with my redeemer there's no way I can stay in a state of fear I have to get out of this I have to come through this because my God is so much bigger than my problems I want you to be encouraged this morning David says he says, I trust in God and I'm not afraid. He says, I praise him for what he has promised me. What can a mere human being do to me? He said, he says, there's, there's no way that you can have any type of victory over my life. He says, my enemies make trouble for me all day long. All day long, my enemies are making trouble for me. They always are, are thinking up some ways to try to hurt me. Do, do, do you know, let me slow down for a second. Do you know that there are some people who are close to you, I mean close in proximity to you. They might not even really know you like that, but they all they know is what they think they know and, and they're sitting around all day long trying to figure out a way to knock you off your horse. All day long they sitting around trying to figure out how to mess up your flow. All day long they sitting around plotting and scheming how they can make you look bad in hopes to make themselves look better. Do you understand that there are some people in your life that are not really for you? Do you know that everybody that everybody in your in your circle ain't really in your circle do you understand that even Jesus had 12 disciples and one of them betrayed him do, do you realize that there are some people in your life that all day long all they can think about is how to mess up your stuff but David says David says, even though they spend all day long trying to figure out how to hurt me and, and they gather in hiding places because, because you, you, you got to realize that the people uh, are, are not going to be bold enough to come against you face to face. Yet they hiding in the shadows. They're hiding behind the congratulations. They're hiding behind the I'm happy for you. They're hiding behind the bless you in Jesus name. They're hiding behind that type of stuff, really trying to find the right opportunity. They're watching, David says, and they watch everything I do. Yeah, they watching. That's why they on your social media right now. Y'all been social media friends for six years and they ain't never liked a post yet because they sitting in the shadows hiding and watching, just waiting on some stuff to go wrong just so they can throw it back in your face. But David says, I know they hope to kill me. He says, uh, but I know that God will punish them for their evil. 
Yeah, yeah, he says, as a matter of fact, David says, David, David gets so frustrated that David says, God, I want you to punish them. He says, defeat those people in your anger. David says, God, I know you care about me because you said that I'm a man after your own heart. So I know that anybody that come against me has to deal with you. I want to encourage you in the same thing. You ain't got to worry about getting no revenge. You ain't got to worry about the clap back. You ain't got to worry about none of that because God loves you so much that in order for anybody, in order for anything to get to you, they got to go through him first. So if you're dealing with some unfortunate things in your life and understand that everything that happens in your life is either God caused or God allowed. Understand that nobody can touch a hair on your head unless God gives the say-so. And if God gives the say-so, then that means he's giving you everything you need to be able to handle it. If God gives you the say-so, that means he's giving you everything you need to be able to come out. If God gives the say-so, that means that you can handle whatever life throws at you. And then David gets to verse 8. David gets to verse 8, verses uh, 8 through 13 conclude this division of song and this is where things get gooder and gooder. David gets to verse 8 and he has a change in his thinking. David went from verse 7 saying, God, I want you to punish them in your anger to realizing that God is in fact in control. David goes from frustration and, and, and disappointment to a moment where it registers to him that no matter what I go through, God is still in control. I want to bring three things three things to your attention that David uh, lifts up for us in verses 8 through 13. The first thing that I want you to be able to see in verses 8 and 9 is yes God is in control because he is the God of my problems. Yeah the first thing he's the God he's the God of my problems. Verses 8 and 9 say this he says David says you know how troubled I am. He says you have kept a record of my tears. Aren't they listed in your book? The day I call you, my enemies will be turned back. I know this because God is on my side. He says, says in verse 8, he says, says, you're the God of my problems. You know how troubled I am. David says, God, you know me. You know everything I deal with. You, 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 you know me. You know me. David recognizes God. God, I can't hide from you. There's nothing that I can hide from you because God, God, you examine from the inside out. So even though I might look strong to other people, although I might look like I got it all together to my family, although I might look unbothered to my friends, God, there's nothing I can hide from you. God, you know me. You know and you understand when, where, and why I'm hurt. And God, you understand the ins and outs of my life. David says, as a matter of fact, you know every single tear that I've cried. He says, you know every single tear that I've cried. He says, he says, and you bottled my tears. You, you wrote it down every time. You, you, you wrote it down every time I cried and, and, and you bottled my tears. Even when I wanted to give up, God, when I when I was broken down and, and, and I was smiling at church. But as soon as I got in the car, the tears just began to run down my face because because I'm praising God for other people's blessings. But I can't seem to see my way through. Yeah, I, 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 I was praising God at work because I'm I, I'm thankful that I got a job, but I just can't understand how I'm going to get through a furlough or I can't understand why I can't seem to get promoted. I can't I can't understand. So, yes, I'm thankful. But, God, I got some tears that I'm crying. David says, God, I can't hide it from you. 
He says, you've bottled up all my tears. He says, you've bottled up all my tears. Now, here's what I need you to understand. This is, this is big. This is important that David highlights the fact that God has bottled up his tears because it teaches us one thing. It teaches us that what's important to us is important to God. It teaches us that God does not want to see his children hurting. What matters to us matters to him. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so God, God takes pleasure in hearing our plea and our prayer because what matters to us matter to him because he's a good, good father. And what father doesn't care about the things that are hurting his children? So David highlights the fact that, 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 that my problems are important to God. He says, he says, and God, you, 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 you've bottled my tears. You've bottled my tears. Y'all so busy crying right now that you're missing what's happening. The Bible says that David writes that you've bottled my tears. You've bottled my tears. You, you've saved my tears. You've preserved my tears. You've kept my tears. That, that's a shouting moment right there. Let me prove it to you. Uh, uh, God, I, I, I believe this over your life. I speak this over your life. God is going to use the tears of your past to water the seeds of your destiny. Yeah, that, that, that's a word for somebody today that all the tears that you've been crying and God is going to use the water of your tears to water the seed of your destiny. The enemy. See, this is what you got to understand. David is under a, a, a Philistine captivity. The enemy thinks they got him in the bag. The enemy thinks that it's all over. The enemy thinks that they finally done uh, what they needed to do. The enemy thinks that the plan has been aborted. Uh, but the Bible says that God has bottled David's tears uh, and so even though the enemy thought they had it in the bag even though the enemy thought that David had been buried they were sadly mistaken and they didn't understand that David had been buried because David was still alive David was not in fact buried David had happened to be planted and God is going to use the water of his tears to water him in his planted moments yet there's some times where it seems like life has you covered up with a bunch of Fertilizer. Let's keep it PG-13. Uh, uh, life has covered you with a bunch of a bunch of dirt, a bunch of mess, a bunch of fertilizer, and it seems like uh, you can't seem to see your way out, and your situation is stinking real bad. But the Bible says that your tears have been bottled, and God will use those bottled tears to water you even in that fertilizer, and to to water the seeds of your destiny. So even though the enemy thought they was doing something, they didn't realize that they were putting David in the perfect position to be promoted by God. You got to understand that David had been anointed king, but not yet been appointed king. And David spent much of his life on the run before becoming king. And the enemy thought that they had wrapped him up. The enemy thought that it was in the story roll of credits, but they didn't realize that putting David in all of this mess wasn't anything but fertilizer for his destiny. And I came to tell you the same thing. Whatever it is that life is covering you with, whatever it is that life is pouring on you just know that God will use those same things to, to water you and to grow you and to plant you and, and to, to make you blossom and bloom into who he has called you to be and then David says David says I know the enemy can't have no victory I know they can't because God is on my side he says, when I call the name of the Lord, I know he's going to show up. He, he says, he says, the problem is y'all put me in bondage, but y'all didn't cover my mouth. 
<laughs> yeah, y'all ought to be excited because all the enemy took from you, he couldn't take your voice. All the enemy took from you, he couldn't take your praise. All the enemy took from you, you still have the ability to cry out to your father. Let me let, let, let me tell you, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a quick story. We 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 began uh, we, we're beginning to transition my son into his big boy stage. So we doing we doing some potty training and we doing uh, uh, we we done changed his bed. We and he don't went from a crib to a big boy bed. And so so we making some transitions in our household. And, and, and Joey, baby Joey, was on the potty one day, and and I, and I don't know what baby boy was trying to do. I don't know what he was trying to do, but uh, we were happy. Uh, that he told us he had to go to the potty. Uh, and so we put him on the potty and we leave. We say, Joey, you, you, you call us when you're done. And then we hear a noise in the bathroom. And, and, and I just hear a voice that says, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. And so I come to the bathroom. And somehow Joey, uh, even, though he got his, even though he got his toddler seat over the toilet, Joey halfway in the toilet and halfway out the toilet. Joey, Joey, I don't know how he manages. I don't know what he was trying to do. He halfway in the toilet and halfway out the toilet. Uh, so I get into the bathroom and Joey got a mess going on. Joey got a mess going on. But 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 here, here's what I need you to understand. Here's what I need you to understand. Uh, because Joey called the right name, he not only got pulled out of the mess, but he got cleaned up and got the mess off of him because he called the right name. I came here to tell you today that regardless of what mess you might be in, regardless of what circumstances you might see, regardless of any attack of the enemy over your life, all you got to do is call the right name and he'll come see about you. And not only will he come see about you, but he'll come pull you out of your mess and clean you up again. Yeah, because God is in control. He is the God of your problems. The second thing I need you to understand is right here in the text. I need you to see it. I need you to see that he's not only the God of your problems, but he's also the God of promise. Yeah, he's the God of promise. He's the God of promise. It's right there in the text. Verses 10 and 11 say this. Uh, 10 and 11 say, uh, the Lord whose promises I praise and him I trust and I will not be afraid. What can a mere human being do to me? Mm, mm. He says, the Lord whose promises I praise in him I trust and I will not be afraid. What can a mere human being do to me? He is the God of your promise. God, David says, David says, I trust you. I trust your promises. David says, I trust what you have spoken to me. Mm. Uh, David says, uh, uh, here, here, here's the recap, here's the synopsis, here's the short version. David says, I trust your word. Hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, you, 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 you want to strengthen your trust in God, you, you got to know a little something about his word. His word can be a lamp into your feet and a light into your path. You, you, you got to know something about his word. David says, David says, I trust your promises. I, I, I trust what you have spoken. I trust your word. He says, I believe what you have spoken over my life. Mm, he says, I believe what you have spoken over my life. David says, I understand that this can't be it for me. This can't be the end all be all for me. This can't be over because God, you've spoken too much stuff over my life. God, you have promised me too much for this to be the end right now. God, you've anointed me for too much for this to be the end right now. God, you've gifted me too much 
for this to be the end right now, God, I trust you in your promises. And I believe what you have said about me. So I'm not afraid of what the enemy's doing right now. Because of what you have spoken, I know that I got to come out of this. Yeah, David says, David says, I trust you. He says, I don't have to fear. He says, what can a mere human being do to me? David says, only thing they can do, the, the worst thing they can possibly do to me is harm my body. That's worst case scenario. That's the worst thing they can do to me is harm my body. David says, David says that, that, that's all they can do. David says, all they can do is physically hurt me. Hmm. He, says, he says, that's all they can do is physically hurt me. He says, he says uh, uh, um, David, David essentially uh, uh, gives the same type of, the same type of, uh, of understanding that Paul gives us in the New Testament. He says, all they can do is hurt me. So essentially David says, okay, okay, so, so you beat me up and what? So you knock me down and what? Even if you kill me, I'm going to be with the Father. Paul says to live is Christ and to die is gain. What is it that you could possibly do to me that that could bother me for eternity? There's nothing that you can really do to me. There's nothing that that you can really do. I I, I really don't have any reason to fear because, because your power is so limited. And there's nothing that you can do to me that God didn't allow. And if God allows it, then it has to be all right. So, so David says, there's nothing you can do to me. He says, all you can do is touch my body, but you can't take my faith. He says, all you can do is touch my body, but you can't take my anointing. He says, all you can do is touch my body, but you can't change the word of God over my life. Yeah, David says, David says, I know this ain't that I ain't scared. I, I understand the promises of God and God promised me that I was going to be the next king. I've already been anointed for it. Okay, all right, they done let y'all out a little bit yesterday, and now y'all, y'all, y'all stayed up too late last night, and now y'all not with me. David has been anointed king. Okay, y'all still looking at me crazy even through the camera. I can feel it. Uh, David has been anointed king. Mm, okay, all right. He's, he's been anointed king, uh, and so when they anointed a king during that time, you got to understand that they would take a ram's horn and it would be filled with olive oil. And, and, and the next king would get down on his knees and the priest would pour the olive oil over the top of his head and it would drip down the rest of his body. David had been literally anointed king. David, David had the oil poured over his head and it dripped down to the rest of his body. Y'all still sleep. David has been anointed king. He's not yet been appointed, but he has been anointed, which means that there is still work for him to do because he's got to go from a level of anointing to a level of appointing. Okay, David has been anointed king and the anointing process is that the olive oil has to be poured from his head down to the rest of his body. Y'all didn't get it. David said that God, God, I've been crying to you and, 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 and you've bottled all my tears, but I've been anointed king. Okay, y'all still don't get it. Don't you, wasn't you paying attention in third grade science class? Don't you know that oil and water don't mix? <laughs> yeah, I need y'all to really get this in your spirit. I need you to understand that oil and water don't mix. So you've been anointed, but you've not yet been appointed, which means God still has purpose for you in your life. And because you've been anointed, the tears that you cry can't set in. They got to just roll on off of you because oil and water don't mix. I might have to cry sometime. 
I might have laid awake at night, but that's all right because God will fix it after a while. How do I know that he'll fix it? Because I've been anointed for this. So the tears might fall. The tears might come, but they can't stay because the oil will cause the water to roll on off my body. Somebody ought to give God praise right where you are right now and just speak something over your own life and say, I've been anointed to get through this. I've been anointed to come out of this. I've been anointed to do whatever it is that God has called me to do. And as long as I have my anointing, then the tears don't mean a thing because they just temporary. But my anointing from God is forever. Somebody ought to give God some praise because oil and water don't mix in your life. Yeah, God is still in control. He's the God of your problems. He's the God of promise. And here's the last thing. God is in control and he's the God of your praise. Yeah, he's the God of your problems. He's the God of your promise. And he's the God of your praise. Uh, Verses 12 and 13. Verse 12 and 13. 12 says, oh God, I will offer you what I have promised. I will give you my offering of thanksgiving because you have rescued me from death and kept me from defeat. And so I will walk in the presence of God in the light that shines on the living. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, God is the God of my praise. David says, oh, God, I will. Listen, uh, verses 10 and 11. David is talking about the promises of God. Verses 12 and 13. David says, God, I will give you what I have promised. David says, David says, I'll give you what I have promised. He says, I will give you my offering of thanksgiving. He says, David says, God, I will give you what I owe you even out of a hard place. He said, he says, God, I've made a committed, I've made a commitment to you and I'm so connected to you that I understand that even in a hard place uh, that your promises still stand. And if your promises still stand to me, then I should be able to keep my promises to you. So David says, even though I'm in captivity, even though I'm, I'm, I'm getting beat up, even though people are plotting and planning against me, even though my circumstances look dark and dim, even though I'm going through a lot and life seems to have beat me up, even though I look buried right now even though I got problems and issues even though I've been furloughed even though I've been let go even though my relatives are sick even though some of them might have passed away even though I haven't been able to hug those that I love even though I haven't heard from some people that I love even though I got some relationships that need to be mended even though I got all of this stuff going on God I will still give you what I owe you David says, I'll give you an offering of thanksgiving. Here's another term. David says, I'll give you a sacrifice of praise. I really ain't got it like that, but God, I'm going to give it to you anyway. God, God I, I, I really don't got no extra, but I'm going to give you what I got. God, I, I'm barely in the mood to be awake right now, but because I'm awake, because you bless me with another day, God, I'm going to give you the sacrifice of praise. God, my body don't feel as good as I think it should, but God, I'm going to give you the sacrifice of praise. God, God, I know, I know stuff ain't really favorable for me right now, but God, I'm going to give you the sacrifice of praise because even though I got some stuff going on, I still got some stuff to be thankful for. I'm still thankful for the fact that you woke me up this morning. I'm still thankful for the fact that I got my right mind. I'm still thankful for the fact that I got clothes on my back and food on my table. I'm still thankful for the fact that what should have taken me out of here, you pulled me out right before it was too late. I still got some things to be thankful for. David says, even though I'm in these circumstances right now, I'll still give God what I promised him because what I promised him is that I would bless the Lord at all times. 
and his praise will continually be in my mouth. Not that I will bless the Lord in good times. Not that I will bless the Lord in calm times. Not that I will bless the Lord in peaceful times. But that I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise will continually be in my mouth. So God, even though I got these circumstances going on right now, I'm still going to give you what I promised you. Even though I got this going on right now, I'm still going to give you what I owe you. And I will give you the sacrifice of my praise. David says, I'll give you what I got. He says, you brought me out of too much for me to doubt you now. You brought me out of too much for me to start stop thanking you now. You brought me out of too much for me to stop praising you now. You brought me out of too much for, 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 me, to, for me to act like I don't know who you are. God, I will give you everything that I got. I'll give you the sacrifice of praise, even in a hard place. Yeah, David says, David says, you're the God of my praise. He says, he says in verse 13, he says, uh, uh, you have rescued me from death and you have kept me from defeat. He says, he says, I done been through some stuff that should have killed me. I, I, I done been through, I done been through some stuff that should have killed me. I done been through some stuff that should have killed me. But God, you, you, you rescued me from death and you kept me from defeat. God, I, I know, I know that I really, I really ain't even been good enough to be able to have this testimony. Really, instead of me giving a testimony, somebody ought to be reading my obituary. But God, you rescued me from death. And, and, and you, you gave me victory. You rescued me from death and you brought me out of, from a mighty long way. God, you did that and I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you the sacrifice of praise. But then David says uh, uh, in the last clause of verse 13, he says, And so I walk in the presence of God and the light that shines on the living. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. He says, he says, I walk in the presence of God and in the light that shines on the living. And, um, I, thought, I, thought, I, thought I, had, I thought I had woke y'all up. Maybe I didn't. Um, David, says, David says, now, this, this is the end uh, uh, of, of the division. This is the end. Psalm 56, this is the end. 13 is the last verse of Psalm 56. He says, and now I walk in the light that shines on the living. Okay. All right. All right. Maybe I wasn't listening to nothing I said beforehand. Uh, but if you don't get it like this, that, that, that's all I got for you. I don't know what else to tell you. This is all I got. David says, uh, uh, now I walk in the light that shines on the living. Okay. All right. Let's do a quick recap. David is in captivity. David is in uh, Philistine captivity. David's in captivity. Uh, and, and, and the enemy thinks that they buried him. The enemy thinks that it's all over. The enemy thinks that it is game over. The enemy says, roll the credits. It's over with. We finally got him. We finally got the one who defeated our greatest warrior. We finally got the one who embarrassed us in front of all our people. We finally got him. We finally got the one who seemed to have victory over us. We finally got him. And the enemy thought that they had David buried. But they didn't realize that David had really been planted. There was two much in David for him to be buried. David wasn't buried. He was planted. And all the mess, all the fertilizer that they put on David, they didn't realize that that was just strengthening David for his growth. They didn't understand that David was not buried, but David was in fact planted. And they didn't know that God had been bottling up David's tears to be able to water David in his planted state. They didn't understand that the tears that David cried in captivity would be the very tears that God would use to water him in his planted state. So they done threw the fertilizer on him already. They done threw the mess on him already. 
study. They don't they put their issues on them already. And they didn't understand that David was planted. And so, and then they didn't understand that God had been bottling up David's tears in these situations. They didn't get it. They didn't recognize it. They didn't understand it. So David had been planted and God had been saving his tears. So God was not only keeping David in his planted season, but God was also watering David. And then David says at the end of verse 13, now I walk in the light that shines on the living. All right, all right, okay. All right. you, you don't have to know anything about gardening to know that in order for a seed to grow, you need some dirt and some fertilizer, you need some water, and you need some light. <laughs> so David says, now I'm walking in the light that shines on the living. He says, God, you pulled me out once again. And not only did you pull me out one more time, but I'm coming out better than I was when I went in. Because get this, when I went in, I was just a seed. But because the enemy thought they was doing something, and because the enemy thought that they was burying me, and they start throwing all that mess on me, and they didn't realize that it was fertilizer, and they didn't realize what they were doing, and they didn't realize that God was saving my tears to water me with, they didn't realize that I would soon walk in the light that shines on the living they didn't realize that when they put me in I was a seed but when I came out I was a full blown tree <laughs> and now as a tree I'm producing seeds see see, you can't stop what God has touched you, you can't stop what God is doing see God will take your situation come here Joseph uh, the enemy meant it for evil but God turned it around for my good there is no way that God can have his hand on your life and you fall victim to some circumstances there is no way that God has his hand on your life and the enemy find any victory in your life. There is no way. I don't care how dark your situation is. I don't care how heavy your burden is. I don't care what it looks like. You have not been buried. You've been planted. And yet keep crying those tears. Keep crying those tears. Because at some point those tears will turn from tears to a grief to tears of joy and God will use those tears to water you in your planted state and then you will walk in the light that shines on the living and when you start walking in the light that shines on the living you'll realize that you're better when you came out of the situation than you were before you went in the situation because when God has his hand on you he is more than the world against you come here Jacob Jacob says I wrestled with God all night but that's alright because I'd rather be wrestling with God than to be out of his presence I know God has to touch the socket of his hip and make him give up but Jacob said I won't let go until you bless me God even when we gotta wrestle that's okay cause at least your hand's still on me you gotta understand that as long as God has his hand on your life there is nothing that the enemy can do against you put your hands together right where you are and give God some praise yeah give him some praise because God is in control God is in control he's the God 